I'm super excited about this podcast for a couple of reasons. First, we're diving into a new series, and I want to share with you how we arrived at this particular series and passage of Scripture. But second, every summer, I try to do a lot of reading, and the unexpected theme from this summer's books fits perfectly with this week's verse and our new series. I want to share with you about some of the people and books I've read. It's a lot, but I'm bursting to share this with somebody. So if you'll stick around, I'd love to get to tell you about the great cloud of witnesses, as well as some of the new heroes I've discovered this summer. What truth are we speaking into the next generation? What legacy are we creating for those we care about? Are we making a difference so that our kids will know Jesus? Hi, my name is Tasha Williams, and the answers to these questions really matter to me. And if you're a Christ follower, I'm sure they matter to you too. I'm the founder of the Family Disciple Me ministry, and we are convinced that there's power in our Jesus stories, that God's Word is life-changing, and that discipleship doesn't have to be intimidating. So join us as we talk about faith, scripture, relevant topics, intentional discipleship, and the next generation. Friends, it starts with a conversation. So let's get going on this podcast right now. At the beginning of this year, Family Disciple Me for the very first time had a conversation content plan created for the whole year. We knew what our themes were, what verses we were going to highlight, what truths we were hoping to draw out, and we were so excited to get ahead like this. Well, you know what 2020 has been. COVID happened, and then our national crisis, and well, our conversation content has become a month-by-month, almost week-by-week endeavor. As 2020 has continued to rock our world, we've had COVID conversations and national crisis conversations, and I sincerely hope you've been able to use some of these in your life and with your family like I've used them with mine. Well, with this week's conversation, we were set to go back into our original plan for 2020, but something in my heart and spirit said that we were supposed to put that series on hold and shift yet again for a few weeks. So I kept seeking the Lord about this, asking Him for direction, for content, for the specific passage of Scripture He wanted Family Disciple Me to highlight. I sensed that He wanted us to refocus our attention on themes higher than ourselves and our own character. As I prayed, He brought to mind Hebrews 12. And with that, He gave me the verses, the outline, and the theme for this new series. 2020 Vision Check. With this direction, I began to create the content you're going to see and hopefully use in discipleship conversations in the weeks to come. But if you'll indulge me for just a moment, I want to share the part in this that just gives me butterflies in my stomach. After I spent time seeking the Lord about what scriptures to highlight, and he said Hebrews 12, that passage subsequently began showing up at least six or seven times in random places over the course of the next few days. I've been doing a lot of reading this summer, which I'm going to highlight in just a few moments. And as I read, 
there was Hebrews 12. I've been listening to podcasts, and in each of those random podcasts, there was Hebrews 12. I was even watching a secular television show, and I'm telling you that in that show, they started quoting a verse. I looked at my husband, and I said, that's from Hebrews 12. And sure enough, it was. It was amazing, the affirmation that God gave me for this series. And then yesterday, I went to the gym for the first time since COVID shut everything down. I took my phone and my 13-year-old for the first time. As I got onto the stair machine, I started listening to a podcast a friend recommended to me a few days ago. I pulled up the most recent episode they published, which was from last week, and started listening. But midway through, I decided to stop that episode and listen to their two-minute introduction to their podcast series just to kind of get an overview of what they're about. Literally, as I did so, they must have published their newest episode because when the two-minute intro finished, their podcast immediately went into this new episode. And guess what it was about? You got it. Hebrews 12. And not just that, within that podcast, the man quoted another passage of scripture that one of my Family Disciple Me team members had just texted me that morning, a passage of scripture that's going to be our prayer at the end of this podcast. Well, I must say, when he was talking about Hebrews 12, I was stunned. Is such coincidence? Is it just chance? Is it just some random happy accident? The secular person might think so, but God's word says that when we seek him, we find him. He says that he is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. His word says that when we spend time listening to him, he will talk to us and we will hear him. So loudly and clearly and emphatically, I've heard his voice for this new series, and I am so excited to share it with you. So this week, we start with Hebrews 12, 1, which says, Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The context of this verse is Hebrews 11, the great hall of faith. In this chapter, God highlights some of the great saints of history. These were imperfect people who lived in imperfect, broken times, kind of like us. But the common theme for all of them is that they kept pressing on into the Lord. As Hebrews chapter 11 closes, Hebrews 12, 1 opens with a continuation of the theme. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also do three things. Lay aside every weight, lay aside the sin which clings to us, and run with endurance our races. God calls us to look at the examples of these heroes for examples of how we can live our lives. 2020 has been a really hard year. The challenges, the crisis, the grief, the loss, the pain, the fear. 2020 is one for the record books, and it ain't over yet. Sadly, I'm beginning to read the statistics about Christians, Christ followers, who are sinking into depression, anxiety, worry. 
Christ followers who are giving up on being in the Word, doing their devotions, spending time with Jesus. They're giving up on their spiritual race for the Lord because of the crazy race of our culture and times. I get it. Life is tough. But if you take a minute to peruse Hebrews 11, especially the verses at the end, you'll see that though our year is unprecedented, the challenge of being someone who lives for the Lord is not. The faithful, godly heroes of Hebrews 11, they had hard times, but they endured. They laid aside the weights. They chose to rise above the temptations and the sin, and they ran. They ran their races well for the Lord, and they watch us from the grandstands of heaven. Their testimonies echo into our day, our generation, our lives. And now God calls us to look to and follow their faithful examples. And this is where the Family Disciple Me Change of Series topic comes in. We've spent a lot of time this year looking at ourselves and our character, which is exactly what we should be doing. We've talked a lot about our culture and nation and the crisis we're facing, which is exactly pertinent to discuss, consider, and take action in. But with this new series, I believe God's calling us to look beyond all this. He calls us to look to Him, to look for His eternal, unshakable kingdom, to look to Jesus, and to look to true heroes. And it is with the heroes we start our series this week. In 2 Timothy 1.13, Paul told young Timothy, Follow the pattern of sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The Word of God is full of people whose patterns of words and faith we can follow. As we're living in crazy times, we do well to follow their examples and be encouraged by their lives. Paul, Timothy, Jeremiah, David, Priscilla, Deborah, Hezekiah, Mary, Tabitha, all these people in Scripture lived for God. We find pieces of these heroes' stories throughout God's Word. They are a part of this great cloud of witnesses of which Hebrews 12.1 speaks. But we can also look to the great godly people in history. Some of the people are well known. Most of them, like us, are not. And this is where my summer reading came in. Now, every summer, I try to consume as many books as possible, sometimes 20 to 30 books. And I have to tell you that each summer, I am blown away by the themes God weaves together in my life by my quote-unquote chance literary choices. At the end of the summer, I always want to share the amazing books I've found and the themes I've discovered. And this year, I'm delighted to have this podcast to tell you about some of this summer's readings. My theme this summer? Well, unexpectedly, my theme has been heroes. Book upon book has called out the stories of godly people who lived for Jesus during their own difficult times and circumstances. I started my summer reading a book I've had on my shelf for at least 30 years since I was a teenager. It's called Of Whom the World Was Not Worthy by Marie Chapion. 
I have no idea where I got this book. It's out of print, but apparently you can buy a copy off Amazon for about $40. So apparently my antique copy is worth something. It's the true story about the invasion of Yugoslavia by the Germans in 1941, and it tells of a woman named Joseka who loved the Lord and followed Jesus in loving people throughout the horrors when World War II came to her country. In the face of poverty, war, disease, cruelty beyond words, death, and dying, she never quit loving people in Jesus' name. She was a normal, ordinary woman in extraordinarily difficult times, but her faith inspired me to live for Jesus and love others in His name, too, no matter what life brings my way. My reading then went to a totally different World War II book called No Surrender by a pastor named Chris Edmonds. Pastor Edmonds knew his dad was a good guy, but he had no idea that his father was a decorated military World War II hero until he did a random Google search that pulled up his father's name. He followed the clues one by one until he discovered how his father had led in the military, saved many lives, stood up for Jewish prisoners of war, stood down Nazi death camp guards, and lived for Jesus in the brutal conditions of World War II. The amazing thing is that when his father Roddy did these things, he was only 23 or 24 years old, mature and faithful beyond his years. This story was so amazing that I read excerpts of it to my kids, calling out how Roddy Edmonds, as a young adult, lived so heroically, not just for our country and not just for Jewish people, but for Jesus. Roddy loved God, and he loved people. His son Chris estimated that his father's actions alone saved about 12,000 people. That's what I call legacy. Roddy is with the Lord now, but I was so inspired by his example to live large for Jesus and be brave. From there, my reading went to a book that my husband Kelly has declared his favorite book of all times, which, given all the books Kelly has read, is quite the compliment. This book by John Piper is called 21 Servants of Sovereign Joy, Faithful, Flawed, and fruitful. And this book is a whopping 814 pages long. It's really seven books in one, and it tells the stories of 21 saints throughout history, starting with St. Augustine and his mother Monica, to Martin Luther, John Calvin, David Brainerd, and to one of my favorites, William Wilberforce. I'm about halfway through these biographies because this book is long, but the lives I've already read about have encouraged me to stay close to God's Word, to invest in the next generation, to stand up for what God has called me to stand for, and to be willing to lay down my life for His kingdom. These are just a few of the books I've read or am reading about saints who have gone to be with the Lord, the great cloud of witnesses. From there, my reading has taken me to a living example of godliness, a living hero. Her name, or I should say her protective pseudonym, is Kate McCord. I first encountered Kate's writings a few years ago with her book, Why God Calls Us to Dangerous Places. That book had me in tears the whole way about why we would want to sacrifice and live for Jesus beyond the norm. 
I reread her book this summer, and it is a compelling call to action. It stirs my heart to live for the Lord and surrender even my own children to their missionary callings for Jesus. Kate McCord was a missionary to Afghanistan for five years, and her books tell what she learned and experienced as she took Jesus to a Muslim people group. This summer, I read Kate's fiction book, Farewell for Waters, which helped me to see what it's like to heroically live for Jesus, putting our lives on the line so that others can know Him. And then I read Kate McCord's book, In the Land of the Blue Burkas. This book taught me about Islam and Islamic people. It gave me a perspective on what Afghanistan and Islamic countries at war are like. It gave me an appreciation for the United States because even with all our brokenness and difficulties, we are still blessed beyond measure. Kate's book helped me understand the God Allah. And best of all, it helped me to see Jesus like I've never seen him before. And really, that's what our true heroes, whether they're with the Lord or still in this world, should do. When we look to godly heroes, they should help us look to Jesus. As we wrestle and struggle, as we're weighed down with fear and anxiety, as we as we fear what the rest of this year holds and struggle with all the unprecedented changes to school and life and church and society, our best heroes, our truest heroes, the ones we set our eyes on and look to, these heroes should be the ones who help us see Jesus better and run our race for him with just a little more strength and a little more endurance. I need this encouragement. And I'm guessing that you do too. God didn't make us to be spiritual islands floating unto ourselves. He doesn't just want us to look at our own lives and our own little worlds. He calls us to have eyes that see. And so, as we do a 2020 vision check this week, let's be in His Word. And let's have eyes that look for godly heroes, the ones in heaven are looking at us. They're watching us, cheering us on, entrusting us with their examples. And the godly heroes here on earth, well, most of them are just the ordinary people who, through all the highs and lows of life, keep living for Jesus regardless. I challenge you to identify some of your own godly heroes this week. You may want to check out one or two of the books I've mentioned, or God may lead you to some other biographies. Identify a scriptural hero this week in God's Word. Name a hero in history who's already with the Lord. And then identify a godly hero who's living right now in these unprecedented times of 2020. As you identify heroes to look to, I challenge you to call out these heroes to your family or friends. Talk to your kids about having heroes who live lives greater than TikTok or Instagram. Disciple your kids about what true heroes look like, believe, and do. And then finally, friend, I challenge you to be a godly hero, an example that someone else can follow. I pray that you would be bold as Joseca, of whom the world was not worthy, as courageous as Roddy, who lived a life of no surrender 
as world-changing as St. Augustine and prayerful as his mother Monica, faithful, flawed, and fruitful in 21 Servants of Sovereign Joy, as in love with Jesus and unreached peoples as Kate McCord in The Land of Blue Burkas. Only one life, so soon it will pass. Only what's done for Christ will last. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us, you and me, also run the race set before us for Jesus today. Thanks for joining me in this podcast. I know it's been a lot, but I hope that there's at least a little piece that will help and encourage you today. Remember, discipleship starts with a conversation, and the link to the conversation that goes with this podcast can be found in this episode's show notes. Also, the books I referenced in this podcast are listed in the show notes as well. Now, from Philippians 2, 14-16, may you be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ, those who are our examples before us may be proud that they did not run or labor in vain. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, friend, go run your race for Jesus'